When I look at life, I know that it's about the willingness to stand up, the willingness to fight for what you want, and the willingness not to deny a disease, hardship, or circumstance, but rather to defy it. It takes persistence, perseverance, and a fighting spirit to achieve anything you want in life. Wilson Pickett had a song called 99 and a half won't do it. You have to have 100. All you can do is all you can do, and all you can do is enough. But make sure you do all you can do. Everyone has a purpose in life, a unique gift or special talent to give to others. And when we blend this unique talent with service to others, we experience the ecstasy and exaltation of our own spirit, which is the ultimate goal of all goals. You have a unique talent and a unique way of expressing it if you allow yourself to fire up your imagination so you actually ignite your creative spark in a way that allows you to express it to the world. Creativity is the mother of all energies. It is the nurturer of your most alive self. When you're plugged in, a spontaneous combustion occurs that artists don't have a monopoly on. I challenge pretty much everyone I meet, especially when I'm teaching, by asking the following question. How are you going to change the world? Or as modified, how are you going to put a dent in the universe? The reason I ask is that it allows me to hear just how big people think. Do they have a vision? And based on where they're at in life right now, are they on track and in sync with their life's purpose? A friend of mine shared a cute story about a boy who was fishing one day. An elderly man who was fishing nearby noticed that the young lad was having considerable success in his endeavor. What was more unusual than the amount of fish he would catch was what he would do with the fish once they were successfully landed on the bank. The boy would hold each fish up to his hand and measure it. If the fish was larger than his hand, he would throw it back into the water. He kept only the small ones. Finally, curiosity motivated the old man to slip over to the young boy and ask, Son, why do you keep the small fish and throw the large ones back into the water? The young boy replied, I can't keep the big ones. I only have a 10-inch frying pan. You see, my concern is that there are a lot of people shortchanging themselves because they're limited to a 10-inch frying pan. They think no bigger, see no bigger, act no bigger, and expect no bigger. Instead of expanding their horizons by enlarging their expectations, they reduce their potential by shrinking their hopes. Too many people fail to realize that their expectation measures the height of their future possibilities. It's impossible to achieve success without expecting it. And then there's a whole other group of people who don't know what to ask for. Either they don't know what's available, they have never been exposed to it, or they're so out of touch with themselves that they no longer are able to perceive their real needs and wants. Some of us have become so numbed out that we are simply unaware of our natural yearnings and desires. We no longer know what we really want, and because of that, have no idea how to ask for what we want. A huge part of that is limiting and negative beliefs that have been programmed into our subconscious and which now silently control all of our actions. One of my absolute favorite lessons that I listen to every year is The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale. The message, you are what you think about all day long. 
That same message is the core of the best-selling book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Again, you are what you think about all day long. Very few of us were taught that our thoughts and expectations create vibrational frequencies that beam out into this energy soup we live in, affecting our own bodies and everything around us. Those vibrational frequencies, like this radio signal, bring us the life we think about, the life we expect. Thoughts are things. Our thoughts can assist us or can do the opposite, sabotage us. Scientists have found through research, human intentions can significantly change consciousness as well as physical matter. Therefore, directed and focused intentions can transform us into a higher state of beingness as well as a more coherent state of health. We are walking miracles with free will to think what we choose, intend what we choose, and believe what we choose. It is important to consciously be aware of how we're using our minds because, in fact, most of us have very chaotic thought processes because we let our minds run off in all directions. We have many things that demand our attention, and rather than focusing on what is immediately needed, taking care of it, and moving on to the next focused thought, we end up thinking about everything at once, like, what's for dinner? Should I pick up my dry cleaning tonight or Saturday? Oh, before I forget, better scan my email for that link to that YouTube video my friend sent. I wonder what the kids are doing right now. In order to successfully think, it is imperative that you learn first and then practice regularly how to quiet and control your mind. Bottom line, if your thoughts are toxic, blaming negative thoughts, you're creating damaging hormones and chemicals in your body. If you're thinking coherent thoughts, your body is creating beneficial hormones and chemicals, which in turn produce emotions of joy, empowerment, freedom, and love. Today, it's important to ask yourself these three questions about vision and change, because for most of us, it's top of mind. Are you a service professional who wants to create additional and residual income through information products, packaging your talent? that's what I call cashing the checks in your head, allows you to create more of a business instead of you owning a job. It allows you to create revenue far beyond what you can do by trading time for dollars. The best visioning and planning isn't really about making money. The whole focus is to position yourself to serve more people. If you're an existing business owner, perhaps you sell one product classification and want to diversify. Diversifying your products and services lets you build value in your company, which in turn attracts lucrative strategic alliances and contacts. In Diversification Reconsidered, authors Peter Frumpkin and Elizabeth Keating acknowledge that business and nonprofit researchers have long argued that by establishing and maintaining multiple streams of funding, Organizations are able to avoid excessive dependence on any single revenue source, stabilize their financial positions, and thereby reduce the risk of financial crisis. Maybe you're someone inspired to start a nonprofit to help serve your community because there is no other resource or solution available, and if not you, then who? Marsha Weeder, founder of Dream University, lays out this basic formula. One, 
Get clear about what your dream is. Two, remove the obstacles, especially any limiting beliefs. And three, design the simple steps to make it happen. The essence of the formula is passion. Passion is what excites and compels you, what makes your life rich and extraordinary. Let me be clear, you've got to have a dream if you want to make a dream come true. When you are passionate, you are focused, intentional, and determined. Your body, mind, and heart are all moving toward the same goal in unison. Passionate thinking is a driving ambition. It comes from a place within you that provides emotional reinforcement. This energy is what you want to harness in propelling your dreams into reality. The passion of the kind of vision I'm talking about has a transforming, transcending impact, probably the greatest impact of any single factor on time and quality of life. Helping people answer that question, how are you going to change the world, is the core of my work. It's at the heart of the startup business advice we've been sharing for the past 27 years. When people ask what Sage International does, I say, we put a proper foundation under a business owner's dream. Your purpose is the foundation. To put it into a simple question that for some may take years to answer, what exactly do you want out of life? Years ago, I heard this statement. It takes 20 years to become an overnight success. And I can honestly say that it's probably only been the past 12 years or so that I have become so clear as to my life's purpose. It became so ingrained and integrated into every aspect of my being that it becomes the compelling impetus behind every decision I make. That burning desire, that fire within that literally transcends fear doubt, discouragement, and many other things that keep us from accomplishment and contribution. Now, from a strategic standpoint, it means that I can consistently make those core directional choices that will best move me toward my hope for future. Whether your hope for future is something as straightforward and practical as I want to be the head of my department or as deeply purpose-driven as I want to find the work that's most satisfying to me and most beneficial to the world, you will be much more likely to achieve it if you get very clear about what it is you want and then consistently make the core directional choices. And at this point, I also want to reemphasize that this capability isn't something just for leaders. I've known administrative assistants, sales associates, homemakers, and electricians who demonstrate this capacity. Having this capacity makes them more effective at what they do. An example, think about being served by a waitress who's just trying to get through her shift and who sees you if she thinks about it as all, as an impediment to her ability to take a cigarette break. Now think about the experience of being served by a waitress who's putting herself through school and knows that the better the job she does serving you, the bigger the tip she's going to get and the more likely she is to be able to pay for school and graduate next spring. One is just going through the motions and one is consistently making those core directional choices. You get the idea. The essence of what I'm talking about is strategy as a way of seeing and living your life, a set of mental models and a way of acting on them that allows you to create the kind of life you want.
After this quick break, I want to talk about the consequences that our vision can create. I'll be right back. Sage International Incorporated helps you start your business and provides the ongoing support, information, and education to make sure you stay in business. For over 26 years, Sage International, a local Reno business, has been working with solopreneurs, real estate investors, nonprofits, and seasoned business owners, making sure you're structured in the right entity, taxed in the right way, so you protect your assets and reduce your taxes immediately. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515. Or visit sageintl.com. All Hours Air makes it their priority to assure your home or office provides warmth in the fall and winter months and cooling in spring and summer. All Hours Air repairs and services air conditioning, furnaces, and water heaters. All makes and models. All Hours Air is the highest rated heating and air repair in the Reno Sparks area with 24-hour emergency service day or night. When you're in need of an affordable and honest contractor for your home or business, choose All Hours Air for the best results every time. With evolving brands and materials, All Hours Air offers customers an excellent selection of products to make your home or work environment comfortable. All Hours Air at 395 Freeport Boulevard, Suite 12, or call 376-9890. That's 376-9890. All Hours Air. License number 77009. Unfortunately, somewhere along the way, in the process of growing up, you gave away your blocks and abandoned your box of crayons. Creating a compelling vision takes creativity. Creativity is a lifelong process. Typically, you don't just sit down and say, now I'm going to be creative and have a great idea. Creativity takes time. Ideas must form and percolate in your mind. I'd like to share seven vital tools and techniques that I use and what I call the creative core. Number one is curiosity. You must have a burning desire to know about the world and everything in it. I love to travel, attend unique and interesting events like the Katadi Accordion Festival or the Elko Cowboy Poetry Gathering. I'm not a cowboy, nor do I play the accordion, but they totally intrigued me because they sounded interesting. My question to you is, what are you doing to expand your own knowledge and experience? What are you doing to step outside of your box or comfort zone and just do things simply because you can? I'm constantly blown away by what's out there. Remember, one of my purposes is to play and have fun, so if there's hay bales and beer, you can count me in. When you take life or yourself too seriously, you end up stressed and uptight, a state that does not allow the subconscious to explore and your ideas to flow. Fun is a great creativity enhancer. Sometimes the best thing you can do to get your mind thinking creatively is to relax, laugh, and enjoy yourself. The key is to figure out what is fun for you and then to make a point to do it more often. If you don't think you don't have the time, it proves you need to make the time. And don't forget the power of the Internet. The ability to research, connect, and collaborate is amazing. 
Creative core number two, openness to people and ideas. People fascinate me. Their ideas, opinions, hobbies, skills, businesses they intend to start or in the process of expanding. You must be willing to accept people and ideas that differ from your own background. I ask questions simply to stimulate conversations, which allows me to explore new paths and often leads to new ideas, and I believe questions are one of life's greatest creative tools. They allow you to endlessly learn. The universe of what we don't know is always expanding, and the only way you can come close to knowing what you don't know is to keep asking questions. Creative core number three, risk-taking effectiveness. You have to be able to experience life unafraid to take a risk now and then. I call it walking on the edge, which sometimes that's where your newest ideas and biggest payoffs actually are. Risk is defined as exposure to chance of loss or injury, to stretch into the potentials of our own growth or an untried effort. We need proper timing, good judgment, real discernment of what hunches or trends to follow and an ability to improvise when needed. If you conceive and create a business where everything has to go right, one error, one mishap can ruin a lot of good work. If you conceive a business where 20 serious mistakes could occur, and then you create safeguards to deal with some or most of these possibilities, you are creating a survivor. In the beginning, survival is more important than success. Survival is staying in the game, learning the rules, and beginning to grow. Creative core number four, energy. To be able to help others, help yourself and your family, and to make yourself a better thinker so your creative juices flow, you must maintain a boundless energy for life. That nurturance requires networking, aligning yourself with others in your passion, and creating a positive sphere of influence around you. Every thought, word, and deed is a seed which we plant in the world. All our lives, we harvest the fruits of those seeds. If we plant desire, greed, fear, anger, and doubt, then that's what will fill our lives. Plant love, courage, understanding, good humor, and that's what we get back. This isn't negotiable. It's a law of energy, just like gravity. Creative core number five, collaboration. Winning ideas often become so because they are fueled by the power of collaboration. History is filled with the result of wonderful, successful, creative collaborations. Consider the Wright brothers, Rogers and Hammerstein, Apple's computers, Wozniak and Jobs, or Hewlett and Packard. Having a collaborative team available to you that can come together at the right moment can help you develop and strengthen your ideas. Teams are especially valuable in business situations where they can dramatically improve the chances of an idea's success in the world. One of the best ways to collaborate is to build a large network of people to whom you can go for guidance, suggestions, and feedback. Build your network out of a broad range of people, business associates, colleagues, customers, friends, and even well-known professionals in your field and others. It's possible to reach anyone in the world if you really try. This is also about reciprocity. Offer your services and feedback to everyone in your network who requests help. 
you will find that whatever support you give others will come back to you when you need it. That's the power of networks. Creative core number six, fashion yourself a creative place. Most people have a special place where their ideas, thoughts, feelings, and daydreams seem to flow more freely. In many cases, it's a room or location where you feel relaxed, unpressured, and open to inspiration. The reason is that when your mind is relaxed, it gives your subconscious free reign to sift through the hodgepodge of ideas and images floating within and make connections between them. These unexpected links often become the inspiration for a new idea to reinforce your vision and to make plans for the future. Every morning for a minimum of 20 minutes, I just sit on my couch and do nothing but allow my mind to relax and just think. Sometimes I will read. That's how I start my day and can say honestly, if I miss that time in the morning, I can tell the difference for the rest of the day. Often I feel more harried and not as relaxed. That's my space, not some big elaborate room, although you can certainly create that kind of space, just my comfy spot on the couch. Also, look at your office space. Is it relaxed and comfortable and offers you another space that you can creatively think? It may be as simple as adding some color, energizing artwork, plants, music, or toys. I have slinkies, yo-yos, and a harmonica in a bowl by my desk. Also, interesting trinkets, a cuckoo clock, positive affirmations, and a huge library of books are all a huge part of my space. People love coming to my office, and usually the first words out of their mouth is, wow, what a cool place. I love being in my office, not on weekends, of course, but it is a very comfortable, relaxed, and energizing workspace that I have no problem finding solitude to think. And creative core number seven, the law of gratitude. To be grateful means you are thankful for and appreciative of what you have and where you are on your path right now. Gratitude fills your heart with the joyful feeling of being blessed with many gifts and allows you to fully appreciate everything that arises on your path. As you strive to keep your focus on the present moment, you can experience the full wonder of here. There are many ways to cultivate gratitude. Let me make a few suggestions. Imagine what your life would be like if you lost all that you had. This will surely remind you of how much you do appreciate it. Two, make a list each day of all that you are grateful for so that you can stay conscious daily of your blessings. Do this especially when you are feeling as though you have nothing to feel grateful for. Every night before I go to sleep, I write 10 things I'm grateful for in a gratitude journal. I also use the same journal to write my yearly goals, thoughts, feelings, and bucket list. Spend time offering assistance to those who are less fortunate than you. This will help you gain perspective. And finally, look for the gift in each challenging incident. When you live in gratitude and create a space in your consciousness for appreciation for all that you have right now, you experience more joy, which is the foundation of wellness. When you live in wellness, life is much easier and you have so much more energy to fully live into your vision. Invest in your creative core. Take time every day to encourage your personal creative exploration. 
Investigate something new that you find interesting. Listen to a new style of music. Read books and magazines totally unrelated to your current interests, which can feed your mind in all manners of unexpected ideas and opinions, or talk to someone whose perspective is different from your own. Over time, you will find that your creative juices will flow with increasing ease and enjoyment. You may even discover the great idea or come face-to-face with your next profitable business opportunity. If you spend the time necessary to really dig deep and think about what it is you want out of life and your business and write it all down, it will be so much easier to lead the way. Be the first in your industry to do anything, and you're different than 95% of business owners. Most entrepreneurs don't stretch themselves enough to create and innovate completely new technologies, processes, programs, services, and products. The best competitive advantage you can ever have is innovation. Be a leader who turns right when everyone else turns left. Start a new movement. Fall down the rabbit hole with your customers and let them know you're a CEO willing to explore uncharted territory because that's where the brilliance lies. Our boundless capacities for creativity are evident in the breathtaking diversity of human achievements and cultures. Next week, I want to focus on sustaining this fire of genius by offering several essential tools that will help you achieve almost anything you want to accomplish. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. (laughs) 